Welcome back. This is the Stacks on Stacks radio show. We are the weekly radio broadcast from the University Libraries at Virginia Tech, and we're coming to you over 90.7 FM WUVT radio for everyone. And or you're possibly streaming this signal. Over the internet. Over. I like the idea of coming to people over the internet. It fits in with our interview today and what we're going to talk about. Because we're conducting an interview over the internet. About doing things about over the internet. About content on the internet. So we've talked a lot, Kira, on the show in the past about the library's new Twitch stream. Um, that's twitch.tv forward slash VTUL Studios. And we've talked about that channel um, uh, in the context of the library's show, The Role of Play, in which folks get to play um, D&D-type role-playing games um, virtually with each other. And other folks get to watch that happen. Yeah, or play a part. There are ways that we are encouraging contributions and uh, help from the community at large. So, yeah. But there's a beginning... we're not uh, here to pitch that today. Today, we're going to talk about a different show. There's the beginning of a proliferation of other other shows on the library's uh, Twitch TV. And um, one of those is uh, from archivist, uh, community archivist down there in your neck of the woods in Special Collections University Archives. Anthony Wright de Hernandez, who's got a show on Twitch, on the library's Twitch channel, about different things in the archives, and he's joining us to talk about that, which I believe there's an episode happening tomorrow, and we can get into details on that. Yes. Um, so welcome, Anthony. It's great to have you back. Uh, Anthony's been on the show a lot, and it's good to talk to you again. We need to get that frequent punch card. <laughs> <laughs> this might be four or five times now. Yeah, yeah. Very good friend of the show. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Archival Adventures, that's that's the name of my show. Uh, I decided that I wanted to do a show on Twitch because I had been watching a lot of Twitch. Uh, and then the library started a Twitch channel. And um, after watching a lot over the last year, I saw that there were... Um, opportunities for more content than just video games. Uh, I mean, we've already mentioned the uh, tabletop role-playing game content, but there's um, one streamer that I watch who regularly reads poetry. Um, there's a, a streamer that I watch who does uh, worked as a piano bar uh, pianist and took requests and did uh, that kind of stuff in person. And then when they went into lockdown in Canada, where he is, um, he moved all of that online and does a, essentially a p- piano bar show um, over the internet. And so uh, part of my job with the archives here is to try and get content, um, tr- try and get our materials essentially into the eyes of, uh, of the public. So uh, promote and share our materials and connect people with them. And so... Um, I decided that I wanted to try doing that live on the internet, uh, sharing materials, and uh, the Uh-oh. informal nature of Twitch that allows for chat interaction with the audience it seemed like the best possible online format for doing so. So that is kind of where Archival Adventures came from, was this me watching way too much Twitch and then realizing that I could use it for work. <laughs> 
Well, that's great. So, um, I, you glitched there for a second. Oh, um, oh dear. <laughs> but I'm hoping that uh, that your capture of the recording is going to have the whole thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it sounds like you started to go into um, why uh, Twitch as opposed to something like YouTube. Oh, yeah. Um, so I didn't specifically say why um, other than that I, I like the informal nature and the, the chat interaction that you get with Twitch. Um, but essentially, that is why I chose Twitch over something like YouTube. YouTube, uh, generally, people expect a much more polished and produced product on YouTube, where Twitch, um, half the time, tech goes wrong in the middle of a stream and, and you wind up with 30 minutes of, of tech troubleshooting. And that is common even with the really experienced streamers who've been doing it for like five or six years, which is as long as the platform's been around. So um, the informality, the the ability to have somebody just ask a question for you to immediately respond to that question um, really seemed like the better format for the show that I was putting together. So um, what types of response have you gotten? Um. <laughs> Well, I, I had the good fortune of having my very first uh, episode of the show take place during some historic events in Washington. Um, literally, the um, invasion of the Capitol building happened during my first program. Uh, and no one told me that it was going on during the show. So I was just continuing on. Um, <laughs> but... Overall, it's been good. We've gotten some good feedback from um, some people outside the uh, direct university community. We've gotten feedback from people who um, uh, watched our second program, which was on culinary ephemera, um, and really enjoyed the program. Um, the third show where we looked at some stuff from the International Archive of Women in Architecture, I had people from the West Coast that were watching and and really appreciated that, as well as some people. Um, I've, I've had viewers from, as, from Canada and uh, all across the U.S., as well as um, some from Europe that I'm aware of. I don't know where all of the viewers have come from. I don't even know who all the viewers are because... Um, people can just stop by and and do what's called lurking uh which is just watching without actually interacting and then all you know is a statistic at the end where it tells you that you had a certain number of viewers um and that is totally 100 percent fine like there's no expectation that you're gonna participate if you stop by and watch the show it's uh welcome though if you have questions to ask questions um whether that be about the content that i'm sharing or about um, our archives and and how to come and see stuff in person or about the archival profession in general. Um, so it's a show on archives and uh, it's a public forum so people can come in and ask if they have questions about archives. So Also, I have to say for the record, I was Anthony's moderator for the chat that first <laughs> show and I will fully take the blame, but I legitimately did not know how to tell you in the middle of the stream about what was also happening in Washington, <laughs> D.C. Oh, Which, by the way, I had Anthony on one screen and like news on the other and I was like, <laughs> I do not. How do you tell someone who's in the middle of a live stream about <laughs> archival materials that maybe they should 
stop? I don't you, you've been <laughs> like, upstaged. I didn't want to stop the show. I didn't want like. <laughs> well, and it was. Um... I, it was probably lucky that uh, my first stream was not about the American Civil War um, <laughs> and, and was about pulp science fiction instead, uh, because it might have been a little on the nose to be talking about the American Civil War while the invasion of the Capitol was happening. Yeah, no. Let's not go <laughs> <laughs> so, so principally, um, this is a live asynchronous, not asynchronous, but a live synchronous experience. Um, but uh, folks can also access the content after the fact? Yes. So um, by default, our channel has uh, VODs turned on, so that's video on demand. Uh, essentially, a recording of the broadcast is made. Um, and that is available um, on our channel uh, it stays there for at least two weeks um, on the, the Twitch channel. At the moment, none of the Archival Adventures adventure stuff has been uploaded to the um, library's YouTube channel. Um, but that is one possibility. Um, <clears throat> we do have all the recordings. And we're just exploring exactly where we're going to put them, whether that's going to go somewhere on um, the Special Collections uh digital online site or into VTech works or up on the YouTube channel. I'm just not sure yet for this show. So, so you mentioned briefly a, a couple of different shows that people um, possibly now and certainly in the future, possibly on the YouTube channel uh, could have access to and go back and see the, uh, uh, the culinary ephemera, which is completely in Kira's wheelhouse and the women architects who we've talked about on this show previously. Um, also, speculative fiction. Does that cover everything you've done so far? And also, so is there anything else to mention that's been complete? And what's coming up in the future, uh, as well as tomorrow? And along with tomorrow, maybe you can provide details in terms of time and things like that. Sure. Uh, so the first show that I did was on our pulp science fiction collection. Um, and we looked at a lot of old uh, pulp sci-fi magazines and... Uh, particularly looking at the art. Um, a lot of that stuff is still under copyright, and so I didn't end up reading a lot of it out loud. Um, uh, but it was it was a fun time. Uh, the the second, art is so great in those. <laughs> yes, I love pulp sci-fi art, and um, I thought that that was a good entry point for uh, people who might be used to watching gaming content on Twitch or RPG content on Twitch, that they might find that interesting and, and find the show and, and then be interested in the other historical materials that we shared later. Um, strategic. <laughs> then the, the culinary ephemera, that came about because um, I ended up reading out some of the advertisements in the pulp sci-fi magazines and people really seemed to enjoy that. So I went to culinary ephemera because I knew that there would be some more advertisements there that we could have fun reading. Um, that was the second program. The third one was, uh, just a very brief dip into the international archive of women in architecture, small collections, um, we barely touched the surface of those, so we'll we'll definitely be revisiting them again in the future. Um, that one was a lot of fun, and I had people from various places around the world joining for that. Uh, and then the last show that we've done so far was um, looking at the Black History Pamphlet Collection. Uh, and uh, so that was our first show during Black History Month, and... 
um, read a few things. There are uh, possible content warnings there because we talk a little bit about the Scottsboro Boys and the Trenton Six, and um, there are some descriptions from the 1930s and the 1950s of the alleged crimes. Uh, so there's some consideration there and and as with all of these things a lot of the time i'm reading it i've not read it before and i'm reading it out loud and um some of the language used is not language that we would use today but i'm reading historic documents live on the internet um coming up tomorrow uh, i'll be pulling out uh the black organizations council materials uh these are Virginia Tech history specifically, so um, materials that were given to us by the Black Organizations Council and include uh, various content from Black student organizations here at Virginia Tech uh, and the things that they've done over the years. So that's more modern content, um, roughly, I want to say 1990s and 2000s primarily. Great, so if folks want to catch that tomorrow, when when how could they do that sure so it is at twitch.tv slash vtul studios and we go live at about 2 30 p.m eastern um and generally there's five or or ten minutes of uh a title card with some music while i finish last minute preparations and then uh then i'm on camera and and we're on for two hours so 2 30 to 4 30 p.m Great. Are you are you taking requests for content? I know you have a, you're planning ahead, but uh, the food I, I know the culinary ephemera and the food advertisement sort of popped up out of an interest in the chat. So are you open to requests if people want to send things your way? Uh, absolutely. If there's a collection that we have that people are interested in seeing, I I welcome the suggestion and I will work it into the lineup. Um, uh, at the moment, I have Black Organizations Council planned. I think after that, I'll be looking at the Gary and Giovanni papers. Um, also a food collection. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I haven't decided on the last one for February yet, but I believe after that, um, at some point in the future, I know that I'm going to talk about the August Dietz Civil War collection, the Blacksburg Community Federation collection, the Blacksburg Electronic Village collection, and then um, mid-April, I will do something with April 16th, but I'm not sure yet exactly what that will look like. Um, that's as much as I've planned so far for the program. One of the um, one of the things for this program, which is partly because of the informal nature of Twitch and partly because I need to not overwork myself in doing this, um, is a lot of the time when I'm showing it off, it's also the first time I'm encountering that material. I choose a collection, I put it on a cart, I take it up there, and I'm opening it often for the first time that I've ever opened it live on stream. And I'm seeing it for the first time at the same time as the audience. So it's also kind of a reaction video. Like uh, when they have Gen Z kids <laughs> listen to Black Sabbath or something like that. Yeah, yeah, kind <laughs> of. So like uh, during the uh, Black History pamphlet, pamphlet one, um, I was looking through, I only pulled the first six boxes, and I, we, we shared the link to the finding aid and said if people saw topics in those first six boxes that they wanted me to pull out, um, they could let me know, and I would do so, but um, 
I was going through and I found uh, there was a piece in there um, called oh I can't remember exactly what it was called but it it drew to mind the the artistic style of Rococo um, and it was a single like magazine that was from like 1971 and was very um, sort of out there in approach. It was written in some parts as though it was part of a radio broadcast that you had come into part way, but then it, it turned out mostly to be just a book of poetry. And it was kind of like uh, slam poetry or beatnik poetry or, or that kind of style of poetry. And I ended up uh, ending the stream reading out one of these poems that was very complex in the word combinations that it did and things like that. And I was sight reading poetry <laughs> on, on Twitch at the end of that stream. Huh. <laughs> um, and, and like hippie beatnik poetry, like yeah. not, not like easy, like sentence structure. For... What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I think I did a fairly good job of doing it. Um, I didn't have to pause too often, uh, maybe once or twice, where I stumbled over uh, a portmanteau of a word uh, and, and just struggled to pronounce it because it, it took a minute to process. But right. um, otherwise, yeah, like I sight read uh, old ads that will come across for something. Or like when we were doing the pulp sci-fi um, and we were looking at magazines and specifically looking at magazines that we would look at today and say, well, these seem like they are primarily targeted at children and coming across cigarette ad after cigarette ad after cigarette ad. And, um, yeah. just reading out the old ad copy in kind of like an advertiser's voice. Uh, like, I, yeah, I love, yeah. I love that stuff. <laughs> I love the old ads in those sci-fi magazines down there. And, uh, I, I also, I, um, I like to hear that, um, well, I like the way your stream is is sort of organically developing, and that like a reading of those influenced um, a, a look into the culinary ephemera. But yeah, the smoking ads and the, the like, the T zone and like medical professionals like talking about like the benefits of like yes. your T zone of cigarettes. I, I love that stuff. It falls in this category of uh, and the and the and the the culinary ephemera and those, those old cooking ads too. It's like this. A sort of like um, ham-handed naivete of like attempts at coercion, and like as they evolve <laughs> through sophistication, like and I see you see it in old movies with the like the like jump the jump scare and Psycho and like these even great movies like they they're just not quite good at this one thing yet, and you know, I love to to peek into like a window into that evolution, and those ads provide that, so that's such great content. Well, and uh, in the in the shows, what I've found is that. Um, I come across small little gems. So the pulp sci-fi, it was it was coming across the ads. The uh, culinary ephemera, the first couple of items in there were all about a product that is essentially like Crisco. Um, yeah, Cotyline. Cotyline. And <laughs> I was not familiar with that term. And so we talked at the beginning about what is Cotyline? What, what is this thing? I've never heard of this. And uh, so learning about something... Uh, that I had not encountered before uh, just from pulling the collection and, and saying, well, what is this? Um, or in IAWA small collections, the first one I pulled out wasn't an architect. 
she was a psychologist and had been studying the the effects of like the actual architecture and structure of the the places um like for some psychological thing that she was looking at and and it was really just interesting to me that oh you know i had expected everything in these collections to be all like architects and and architecture stuff and here is this person who had who was a psychologist but was looking at like the psychological effects of architecture on on people um and and so that to me i had not known that that was even in the iawa collections um and I, I, I'm enjoying encountering things organically like yeah. that as I come across the collections. So it sounds like, and it sounds like a, a, a compelling aspect of the stream um, that is that it's not just uh, accomplishing its inten- intention to uh, put the archives in front of the public and make them aware of it, but uh, it's also an exp- personal exploration for you into the, like you're enriching your own understanding of the archives. And I oh, think, absolutely! Like, <laughs> like that that experience is probably fun to watch, and I'm certainly it's been um, valuable for you. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I've been here for more than five years at this point, but. Um, we have so much content and there is no way that I will ever see all of it. Um, and with like the black history pamphlet collection, um, I mentioned on stream, like I have not seen much of this collection. I've pulled specific items from it when I was putting together an exhibit and the finding aid told me that there was something in here and I've seen those items, but the majority of this I've never looked at because that's not how we generally use the archives. We don't pull something and just go through it folder by folder. But that's what I'm doing on the stream is I pull a collection and I will just open up a folder and we look at what's inside and, and we actually look at what's inside instead of just, um, so as archivists, a lot of times we look at it just to determine, well, what is the general topic of, of this? What is this? So that we can describe it. We don't go in depth and read it. That's, we don't have time for that. Um, and so, for me, yeah, it, it gives me a chance to actually go in depth. We do have planned uh, a program in the future where we'll actually um, be going mobile and walk through the archives and kind of give people a behind the scenes tour. Um, I'm not sure exactly when that will happen, but um, that is something that we're planning. I, I also have, um, I definitely want to talk about our big book of birds, which I know we've talked about on the radio show a few times. Uh, the Audubon. Please don't call it the big book of birds. <laughs> oh, I, I won't. It's what on, it is. On Twitch, but I know that that's <laughs> what we've called it on the radio show in the past. Yeah, and then it was done just to annoy me because <laughs> But the the um the Audubon uh, that we have, which is a very large uh, double elephant folio of. Uh, Audubon's uh, Birds of North America Um, and I happen to really enjoy ornithology and so I I really like that item and want to be able to explore it a little bit on stream that'll be complicated it is much too large for the document setup that we're currently using for the stream and so figuring out how to do that and how to do it in a way that I can have my face on camera to talk to the audience and still be able to turn the pages, which are very difficult to turn, especially when you're doing it by yourself. <laughs> it's uh, a whole so body experience. It, it may yeah, have to wait really until we can have 
two people in the room uh, so that two people can turn the page together uh, because they're large and we don't want to damage it. But until then, like we have other smaller folio sized items that I may be able to do. Like there's a watercolors of fungi um, book that I'd like to do. There's a mushroom book that is really amazing and has lovely illustrations of mushrooms. Uh, So not just our our manuscript collections, but also our rare books uh, that I'm hoping to share on this on the Twitch streams. And and then I get to actually explore things that I really enjoy because like I love ornithology and I would love to explore a lot of the ornithology collection that we have, um, just for personal reasons. But I'm trying to do a good mixture. Part of my intent at the beginning of this was to. Uh, start out by highlighting something from each of our major collecting areas, uh, which is why I ended up with like some sci-fi or science. Sci-fi falls under our science, a culinary architecture, um, black history pamphlets is maybe regional history. That one just kind of, uh, popped into the sequence because it's black history month. And I wanted to do something, uh, for that, uh, Black Organizations Council is Virginia Tech history, so I'm I'm trying to make sure that near the beginning of this we hit all of our major collecting areas. Yeah, well, it really sounds like there's a great potential here to bring the archives alive, and the way you're approaching it, I think uh, you know you're you're putting the archives in front of people, and like we said, you're also sort of illustrating the uh, the the role of the value of serendipity within any research experience. Um, sounds like you're also having a great time. So thanks so much for sharing the experience of it with us, Anthony. Yeah. Yeah, definitely we want to mention. So Archival Adventures is Wednesday afternoons at 2.30 Eastern. Um, this Friday, which is the 12th, we will. there's a new episode of Role of Play, which Anthony will also be on because it's the sequel to a previous episode. Because uh, originally you all did Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, and this is going to be Alice's Adventures Through the Looking Glass um, yeah. and what she found there. So you can uh, see Anthony twice this week on the stream. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I'll pitch uh, the next episode of Roll Call, which is the show where we talk about the gaming episodes, is on February 18th. And we will be discussing the episode that I did of uh, Winnie the Pooh themed Honey Heist. So we're going to talk about our bear crimes. <laughs> <laughs> All of that on twitch.tv forward slash VTUL studios. That's S-T-U-D-I-O-S. It's all one word. The library's Twitch stream. Yeah, we'll send you back to some music and uh, check back in in a bit. Our guest has been Anthony Wright de Hernandez, a community archivist with Special Collections and University Archives. I'm Joe, that's Kira. This is Stacks on Stacks, the weekly radio broadcast from the University Libraries here on 90.7 FM WUVT.